It is time to investigate the weird wide world on LOL Radio. And uh, joining us on the phone, Tice, pretty excited to welcome Very back Damien Callanan. How's it going, sir? Oh, pretty good. Pretty good? Yeah. Now, uh, we were looking forward to uh, welcoming you in Copac a couple of weeks ago, but there was something a little bit more exciting than uh, performing on the stage for us. <laughs> Can can you explain uh, what you've been up to for the well, the past twelve months well, or so? Yeah. Well, look, um, I was supposed to be in Colac with uh, my tour of Swingman, which has been postponed. Mm-hmm. Well, the tour hasn't, but the Colac date has. Yeah. Um, but uh, I've been making a feature film based on my solo show, The Merger, about country footy club that recruit refugees to survive, and um, kind of out of my control. Yeah, the, uh, the spaceship that is a film premiere landed in the middle of the tour. <laughs> and, so, uh, uh, yeah. we, it obliterated the townships of Colac. I think we also lost Portland as collateral damage and, uh, <laughs> and Frankston. And, you know, and there's some people who say that might have been a good thing. But, uh, <laughs> well, we, we look uh, forward to uh, you making it to Colac in uh, early October, but uh, congratulations on the merger. Yeah, thanks, man. So we uh, launched. Uh, the world premiere was at the Melbourne Film Festival on the weekend, mm-hmm. uh, and it was fancy. <laughs> it was fancy as all get out. Yep. People in suits. It was. It was great though. It had this. The, the night had this great trajectory of looking quite excited, but um, you know, sophisticated on the red carpet out the front of the comedy theatre there, yep. on the corner of Lonsdale exhibition. But by the end of the night, it was just blokes in footy jumpers. I was about to say their drinks. <laughs> Because when you think about uh, what, what the merger is, that's quite the flip opposite. It was hilarious. Most of the um, most of the boys who had jumpers, and we also gave Mark, uh, the director, and I organised to, to buy jumpers for cast and crew who yep. get one in the film. So if they requested one, they got one. So we had quite a lot of you know just people that the audience would have gone, okay, who were they in the film? Just like you know, the boom yeah. operator or <laughs> yeah. the, the third AD just pissed and dancing, you know. <laughs> Dancing in their footy jumpers at the Forum Theatre, which is like, for those who don't know the Forum, inside, it's quite, uh, particularly during a Melbourne Film Festival event, there's a lot of, there's already the fake Roman statues, but, yeah. um, you know, the grand piano, and yeah, there's yeah. a lot of things we could have broken. <laughs> yeah, it's a very fancy place. <laughs> um, now, the film's kind of reuniting quite a few of the production um, behind your other movie, Backyard Ashes. Yeah. Um, so Backyard Ashes was written by Mark Grenzel and, and Peter Cox, directed by by Grenzel. Uh, and that's how Mark and I started working together. We He then came and saw the live uh, show of the merger at the Brisbane Comedy Festival in 2013, and I was already knocking around the first draft yep. with Gavin Baskerville, my comedy mate from Hobart. Oh, right, yep. Anyway, Mark said, look, I think we should work together, and he was looking for his next project because Backyard Ashes was a... Bit of a cult hit for him, yeah. And we were lucky enough to get uh, interest almost immediately from Screen New South Wales, in particular, mm-hmm. um, who paid enough money. Basically, they they made the oily rag smell sweet enough, yep, um, <laughs> and gave us enough money to, for me to work on a you know first draft and treatments and stuff like that. Yeah. And each time we we applied, there seemed to be even more and more interest. There's something about the um, um, the combination of rural Australia and the refugee problem being yeah. thrown together had had a lot of appeal, but obviously it had to be it had funny and it had to be a bit of heart and, and all those things were already there in the live show. Mark worked really closely with me on it, even though I wrote it. He he was across every syllable, every joke. Um, wasn't like a film situation, which often happens in film. You write a film and hand it to a director, and then 
desktop messenger becomes theirs and yep. very much ours. Yep. Fantastic. And it does, looking at uh, trailers and bits and pieces like that, it does look like it's going to be just as much uh, fun as Backyard Ashes, if not more. Yeah, it's certainly got the it's got the heart of Backyard Ashes. It, I mean, the, the comedy is different too, because I mean, I've written it, I, I, had yep. some, I threw plenty of gags into Backyard Ashes, um, with permission. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and it's also, it's got a little bit more meat on the bone, as Mark himself says. Yeah, um, yep. and uh, you have a bit more creative control over it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, it's it's very much my voice. You know, Tom Gleeson was there at the uh, mm-hmm. um, premiere, premiere the yep. other night, and he said, "Could you have fitted any more calendars into a hundred <laughs> Well, I, I think uh, there's a few good tips of the hat to uh, specific family members and things like that as well. Yeah, yeah. There's a lot of um, a lot of everyone in it. It's an interesting thing going from a one man show to the most collaborative uh, artistic process. There is, which is filmmaking, where you have literally hundreds of people, you know, 70 or 80 people descending on Wagga, and then yep, just yep. The people who worked on the actual filming, you know, there's, you know, up to 30 musicians involved with David Bridey making the soundtrack, yep, yep. the Umbrella Entertainment uh, distri- Distribution Team, and now Amnesty International have come on board as a full supporter, which oh, fantastic, yep. supports their, um, they've got a new program called My New Neighbour, yep, which... Yep. It's almost like our film was written to support wow. what yeah, they're yeah. doing. Yep. So, um, so they're going to be touring around with us a bit and appearing at screenings. So, yeah, it's a, it's a really lovely thing to make a thing like this, which is about inclusion and, um, and acceptance. So right from the get-go, I had to let so much of the solo show process go Yes. Yep. and accept people's advice, and, and yep. particularly in the film world, which I'd never written, uh, written for. So... Yeah, it's been a um, fascinating process, and, and, it, and it was art imitating life too, because the film, yeah, particularly Wagga, we had the multicultural uh, council That's there right. helping us out, yep. and a number of refugees ended up acting in the film, both as one, in fact, one of the lead ensemble, Francis Kamara, who's a refugee from Sierra Leone, he plays one of the main refugee actors, possibly had featured extras playing in the Roosters team, um, and on the soundtrack, it's been a really, yeah... Been fascinating going from working on my own to working with the whole world. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, something on that. I was just just thinking about with the with, you know the, the cast. I remember because I was following a, a you know a bunch of comedians on Twitter, and then all of a sudden they're all making this trip up to to Wagga. Yeah. I was like, it's all I, I didn't get it until all of a sudden I saw them in a big hey group photo. I'm like, oh, that's what they're doing. But, uh, with, with all that kind of stuff, it, how did you go about? picking some of the cast was it were there some people who you're just like i know i want that person in the movie or this yeah. were there were there others where you're kind of like i like this person's sense of humor or this style of their comedy and, and you know um yeah it's a really good question there, there were some people just as i was writing it started i started to see particular particularly with the comedian yeah started to see uh actors in the role one of those was nick cody yeah yeah who plays <laughs> He plays Goober, the Roosters captain. Yeah. And I just couldn't see anyone else but him yeah, playing yeah. that role by the end of it. Interestingly, because in the one-man show, he was a sock puppet. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Um, <laughs> uh, as was the snapper character played by Josh McConville. Yeah. There were, to be honest, what what kind of happened as I was writing it, I had a pretty clear idea. I said, I think that character needs to be a comedian. Yeah. That character needs to be an actor. actor. Yeah. That these characters, there was other characters, I went, okay, well, it would be good to have genuine refugees in mm-hmm. a couple of the roles yep. not essential it's not a documentary but yeah 
Um, and that fell almost exactly as I thought it would. The only I also had Dilruk Joe Senior kind of in mind yep. for um, one of the roles, uh, and he was actually cut. He was just offered the role and was cast in it, but he had to pull out due to other commitments, commitments quite late. Yep. Yep. And that role then fell to a, an actor rather than a comedian. Uh, and after that, I went actually. It was probably right to have an actor. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yep, yep. yep. But Dill, uh, Dill would have brought his own thing to it, and you know, Dill's uh, one of the exceptions because he can act as well. Yeah. Um, well, that's what I think is quite amazing with comedians. They do. They, when you think about it, they are constantly creating characters when performing totally, on stage yeah. like that. Yeah. Because yeah. yeah. a lot of comedians are kind of just in, you know, a blown up version of themselves on stage or something. Or yeah, yeah, yeah. Like some, like Cody, for instance, wasn't asked to do anything else other than really be himself. Yep, yep. But um, if you know Cody, he's incredibly driven and ambitious in a really good way. Yep. And we were actually sharing. We lived together for the uh, four of the five weeks of the shoot, and uh, which was dangerous. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but great fun. But he just kept wanting to learn. Like every night, he'd say, "Oh, can you tell me? Is, is there something, anything I did?" Yep. Wrong, yeah. and I'm going, mate. You, you're kind of nailing, nailing it. it yeah. yeah. Every now and again, I just give a little bit of advice that it was, you know, um, you know, I feel like I was just throwing him a crumb, but you know, <laughs> yeah, yeah. It was like throwing a potato cake to a seagull. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so um, swallowed it. Went, oh, great. Okay, I'll, I'll take that on board. <laughs> yeah. Well, it's going to be. Uh, it's it's had its uh, grand opening, but it's going to be um, officially released in a number of. Uh, Rural towns um, in Geelong. I know there's uh, um, an official opening night on the sixth uh, of September. There you go. Which is, no, I didn't uh, know that. It's good which to know. Pretty close to home <laughs> for um, us. <laughs> yeah. yeah, it's the, the release is it's changing by the day because it really is snowballing. Um, just before you rang, I was just saw a message that we you know we're now at up to over seventy screens for our opening weekend. Wow. Which yeah. is a great start. Yeah, fantastic. Um, to give it a comparison, Zoe's wedding, which went gangbusters last year, started on forty-five. Yep, yep. And um, yeah, and a couple of the big chains are starting to come on, which uh, is uh, yeah, essential to get it cracking. But um, yeah, a lot of regional towns were starting, so uh, I think it might be Village and Geelong have got it. Yeah, because um, I think it's a it's a story that if you're if you're not Australian, you can relate to it. If you are Australian, you can relate to it. If you like football, you can relate yeah. to it. It's a real it's a really relatable story, but but not one that's kind of yeah. uh, not one that's kind of been told a million times and in in you know the same kind of way. I think yeah, yeah it looks like it's going to be. Um, well, I'm, we're looking we're really looking forward to you. I mean, I think it's it, the yeah. key to it. It was the key to the live show as well. You know, someone coming up a couple coming out to me after the, seeing the Merge uh, stage show and they were just slightly apart from each other and didn't hear each other but the woman came up and she said oh thank you so much I love that I hate footy <laughs> yeah 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 and then, yeah. And then he, her boyfriend was in her wake and went oh thanks so much I love that I love footy yeah, yeah. Um, it's not you know I actually had people on Saturday night say oh look you can almost hear the relief just going I've got no idea about sports ball yeah, like, yeah, I just yeah. love that like I was surprised how much Absolutely. I, I got into it because yeah. it's footy. Footy is just a dish it's served on. You know, yeah, the, the, I mean, there's some great stuff there for people who love, uh, which I do. Particularly country footy. There's so much, so much to the culture. You know, yeah. someone said to me, I oh, even the picture of the bloke burning his mouth on a pie yeah. is yeah. just a cutaway. You know, yeah, yeah. that kind of detail. Um, yeah. is there for those who love it and, and again people take it different ways some people you know those who don't like it think it's a critique and those who do <laughs> pick it to pieces it, think yep. it's a celebration yeah, yeah, yeah. so yeah. well it's all that yeah Aussie Larrick and, and all that sort of stuff 
yeah, all that club stuff, the team nicknames and yeah. all that sort of, yeah, all that, that detail. The team merges, but you can see the teams and the competition on the pub wall. Yeah. It's a little Easter egg for people, but I do I do a podcast, the Bodger Creek Football Club podcast, yeah. and some of those teams from the podcast, I mean, you can see them up on the ladder, <laughs> including my favourite, the... Uh, Kangalang, Mulatang, your mum rang. They only merge because they rhyme. Yeah. <laughs> but they're like 600 kilometres apart. Yeah. <laughs> well, um, that is the merger. Very much looking forward to opening weekend. Before we let you go, can uh, we um, have a quick chat about Swingman, which is coming to Copac uh, on a brand new date, uh, October the 12th. So, uh, a very different story to uh, the merger. <laughs> Indeed, I'm, I'm in the middle of that. The rest of that tour at the moment. Um, uh, look, Swingman's uh, look. It has in common. Um, I like the physical challenge. Yep. Um, you know, like pretend to be a footballer uh, at 53 <laughs> <laughs> in the great tradition of small country footy clubs. So basically, I, the story is I, I learned how to swing dance in um, only three, three or four months. Yep. Uh, all preparing for the Melbourne Comedy Festival back in 2016. Um, it was a lifelong, well, not a lifelong goal. You know, let's, let's bucket list. Yeah. I had a pretty small bucket list that just said, learn how to swing dance, you dickhead. <laughs> yeah. And I had this postcard sitting on my fridge for ages of first swing dance classes. I'd seen it in a um, nightclub uh, in Paris. Sorry, I've just dropped a city there. Um, <laughs> and uh, it, it kind of took, you know those moments where you go, you get caught between seething jealousy and uh, admiration, and I went, I'm going to learn how to do that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But because of my lifestyle and touring, I just never got around to it. And one day I had that bolt upright moment and went, right, if I put it in the comedy festival program, I'm going to have to learn. You're going to have to yeah, do yeah, it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Force yourself to do it, yeah. So it was madness. It was, I, I was literally touring three other shows at different festivals oh, in the lead up, just doing lessons wherever I could. And the show just kind of came out, you know, there was no midwife present, there was no uh, health insurance, the show just was birthed. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and it somehow worked. Yep. I think it had that kind of frisson. Anyway, we got a massive tour up for it, so I've been doing it off and on most of this year, and we were able to go away and rewrite it a little bit, so yep. it's heaps of fun. Yep. It's got lots of swing dancing in it, but I write it from the perspective of everyone else, yep. um, particularly like we went to Rolgan last night and there was no swing dancers in the room, and... It was like I was teaching them a foreign language, you, yeah, basically. Yeah, yeah. But I've written it so that it's accessible to everyone, and we're all outsiders, and what's this weird dance, and why are you doing it? So the first half's kind of storytelling. I kind of take people through, the, you know, the teenage years of being forced to do boring dancing, and in my case, getting the shit beat out <laughs> of me outside, bush dances at La Trobe Uni. Yeah. And then the end of it is the last half hour is just me cramming, going, shit. As I'm, many years. Yeah. yeah. There's heaps of choreography. It finishes with a lot of dance, which is uh, not ideal for my to end your night. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> is it um, for those that remember your cave to the rave? Is it uh, ramped up from there? Yeah, it, it's very different to that show, but um, I still bang out the '80s moves. Yeah, the whole show begins um, with me doing '80s dancing, and you're not quite sure why. <laughs> <laughs> Many people have asked that question to be honest. <laughs> Um, and then it kind of all of a sudden the environment changed and we realised that I'm in a spaceship and I've been abducted by aliens and they're trying to get me to swing dance but I can't swing dance I can just do 80s dancing <laughs> and so they, they you know the reveal is that they're this 
they're swing dance obsessed. They saw some films come through the ether, and but they don't know how to do it, so they've kidnapped me and want me to teach them. <laughs> That's really. And good. then they go, "Oh shit, you don't know how to do it." All right, um, well, learn how to do it. Here's a swing dance practice droid. So my swing dance partner, who's in the show, uh, Genevieve and JC, I have two alternate. Um, they're swing dance droids. They leave them with me, and I say, "How long have I got?" And they say, "34 years." <laughs> so it basically accounts for my, you know, uh, procrastination. Why well, I never got around. Well, to never it. Got around <laughs> to it. <laughs> yeah. Well, it's coming to Copac on uh, the 12th of October. Very much looking forward to it. Um, yeah, it's heaps of fun. And there's a dance lesson beforehand. Oh, right. Um, we teach a lesson two hours before the show, and then those people who want to um, be incorporated up. jump yep. up in the finale. But um, oh, wow. It's the Charleston Stroll, so learn it online to jump up with us. We'll we'll post up some uh, YouTube clips. (laughs) Yeah, good. Well, thank you so much, Damien, for having a chat tonight. I know, Thanks for having me. Anytime. We'll uh, we'll see you up on the big screen soon. Okay. Thanks for that. Thanks.